The following production is part of the We Be Geeks podcast collective. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Pop Insider. The Pop Insider has all the latest in news, merch reviews, and other geeky goodness. Whether you're a wizard, a Sith Lord, or a superhero, fuel your fandom at thepopinsider.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... Sergeant, we need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am cruel. That I did know. These people may be isolated and unbalanced, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. I'm suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. I know, it's totally different from how I usually do it, but I'm in a different realm tonight, guys. It's a new realm. You sound um, good for coming from Asgard. You do. Okay. Um, it's because the Wi-Fi is good here. Uh, it is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. And uh, I'm running dual monitors now. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome to the 20th century, young man. Yeah, it, it, it's one of those trying to get used to. This is my first night actually running a show with dual monitors because I just got them this afternoon. Me. So it's like, okay, trying to figure out uh, exactly how to how to get adjusted to new muscle memory <laughs> with all this. Um so, speaking of muscle memory, it is that time of year where I'm going to say, go to thepodcastawards.com. Is it the Podcast Awards? I think it is the Podcast Awards. Well, we okay. know it oh. is definitely the, yeah. Okay. The website is podcastawards.com. There you go. So, go there. Hit register now. It's going to ask you to sign up. It doesn't cost you anything. Sign up. And please go vote for us under the entertainment category. Nominate us for the for under entertainment. And while you're at it, nominate our other show that's a part of the collective podcast collective, Wookie Radio, under TV and film. I would say the People's Choice Award choose us, but you know all the shows that are that are that you can vote for or on that list. So I don't want to put the two up against each other. They're already there. So entertainment, please go vote for Mighty Marvel Geeks. TV and film, go vote for Wookiee Radio. Also, too, go to our webpage, MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Support our affiliates and our partners, such as Biddy Boomers, where with the code WeBeGeeks, you get 
15% off your purchase. And I think we're even, it may be slightly delayed, but I believe we're getting close to maybe seeing a new Marvel Biddy Boomer coming. Oh, sweet. I have a Biddy Boomer story that I need to share with y'all just because it, it made me laugh. Okay. So let me give this one quick hint. Okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> Okay, Biddy Boomer story. Okay. All right. So I went over to the mother-in-law's house. You know, they're having like a cookout barbecue. Socially distanced cookout, I should say. You know, there wasn't many of us there, and we were all six feet apart. But I took my Biddy Boomer with me. Right. And, and, and just kind of like hit it over in the corner. And I kind of wandered off to the far side of the pool and just started it up. And um, got some people to jump out of their seats. Cause, <laughs> because they were like, where's where, where's that coming from? I just kind of like. <laughs> Still impressed with the sound, too, aren't you? Yes, I am, because I could hear it loud and clear from all the way over across on the far side of the pool. I I will say I have yet to have a uh, Bluetooth speaker that even compares. Yeah, I mean, I was I was floored by the volume that such a small little Biddy Boomer would put out. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and I'm so glad Biddy Boomer was willing to partner with us. Um, I I sing their praises all day. I, I really I really do. Um, well, you could actually just play the praises through the Biddy Boomer. So. This is true too. Yeah. So uh, also too, uh, check out Heroes and Villains. They've got some new Spider Punk merch out. Really? Yeah. Some T-shirts, I think a sweatshirt or two. Uh, but they got some Spider-Punk stuff out. Uh, so check that out. Use, I'm hoping the code still works. Use Field Agents, all one word, for 10% off your first purchase. Uh, also, too, check out our web store. Um, you guys remember when I did that hockey jersey contest? Yeah. Yeah. And we picked that one design that had both a, had the red base, yellow base, red base. Yeah, I submitted that to our web store, and those are going to be our new, um, along with the comic strip jersey, which that jersey's awesome. That new yeah. that new style, or that style that I showed you that you guys really liked, and we changed it all to that Michigan yellow. Yes. Yeah. All three of those are going to hopefully be offered as new jerseys on the site. So you could pick your own choice of yellow or red or blue. That's pretty cool. So, so yeah, I did that because I think we were all impressed. Yes. And then yeah. um, maybe I may add that other one as another specialty that kind of had that uh, Captain Marvel striping to it where it mm-hmm. came down the sides and then widened out, coming back in yeah. towards the center of the belly mm-hmm. or center of the waist, doing that later as a Captain Marvel rendition. So um, that takes care of the business stuff. Uh Always contact us on social media, Twitter at Marvel Geeks, uh, Facebook, Instagram at Mighty Marvel Geeks. Uh, hit us up with your questions or comments at MMG at Mighty Marvel Geeks dot net. There. Sort of like the old days where credits all used to be at the front of a film until Star Wars. And then That's true. true. But since we're talking Star Wars, got this great article for you. Coming from uh, some website, it's kind of a new website, but it's a great article. Uh, website is uh, Mig Hitty Marvel Gex Geckos. 
Oh, wait, it's us, Mighty Marvel Geeks. <laughs> I was wondering when you were going to work through the translation there. Sorry, I was going in with the... Uh, I, I was kind of like, well, maybe Hooked on Phonics gave somebody their money back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got an email from Marvel about this press release, and um, I'm just going to start here. Marvel Comics to publish new alien and predator stories. I, I, you know, um, I, okay. I was not expecting to see this, no. but no. I, neither was I surprised. Mainly oh. because it, once Disney, you know, you know, cleared the acquisition of Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I figured I, it would not surprise me to see Fox properties. I don't want to say come come to Disney, but well, getting well. All right, let, when let, Star let, Wars let me, came back under Marvel Comics, so you're taking you're just taking the air out of my story. <laughs> I'm sorry, because I thought I I wrote this beautifully, and and I'm gonna well, and please continue gonna, with story time, Uncle Michael. I'm gonna read this because it's just like as if I was saying this on the show. Well, please. So this is awesome news. You from need Marvel. to start reading this, you know, because we don't have all all issue to do this. I know, I know. <laughs> Awesome news from Marvel. Now, while the, the announce, while surprised with the announcement, I'm not shocked. And, and the guy who wrote this article is a genius. He's a freaking genius. Uh, oh, wait, that was me. Now, before I get into this press release from Marvel, let me give some backstory. Late 2012, Disney purchased Lucasfilm from George Lucas. Sometime in 2014. Uh, does that sound about right, Eric? Because you were with me yeah, when we broke it. Yeah. Uh, it was announced that Star Wars was returning home to Marvel. Yes. In 2015, the modern Marvel Star Wars era began. Yes. Now the era, now between the eras, now between the Dark Horse to Marvel era. Uh, see, I just caught my own typo. I'm gonna have to fix this. Uh, now between that time or between the Marvel eras, Dark Horse had the Star Wars run, and it was awesome. Great stuff came out of it. You can read it over on Marvel Unlimited. Hey, great Absolutely. Marvel Unlimited. Uh, so let's jump to, to uh, 2019, shall we? Disney purchases 20, 21st Century Fox. Along the assets, or among the assets, include 20th Century Fox Film and Television Studios. Now let's, I'm not going to go through all the franchises, but here's some of them. Uh, Family Guy, The Simpsons, X-Files, Firefly. Um, I'm not even going to start on Firefly, man. Don't. I, I'm not getting my hopes up. Avatar. Film-wise, uh, the Chronicles of Narnia series, Diarrhea from Wimpy Kid, Die Hard, uh, Fantastic Four in film, um, Hitman, Home Alone, Independence Day, Kingsman, MASH, Maze Runner, Percy Jackson, Predator, Revenge of the Nerds. Can you see that at, at Disney Hollywood Studios? Um, spring no. break time. Hey, it's mm-hmm. Revenge of the Nerds weekends. Uh, I can see a bunch of people with horn rim glasses and uh, white button up shirts going. Uh, 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 uh. That'd be great. <laughs> hey, I got a lambda 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 T-shirt. I'd be glad to rock it. Um, now that song is in my head. We lambda 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 and omega. Sorry. Uh, alien Nation, Alien, Alien versus Predator. So uh, that's you know that's only part of the list. But did I spy Alien, Predator, and Alien versus Predator? 
Of course I did. So that leads to my surprised but not shocked reaction to today's announcement. Uh, They are starting in 2021 to they will begin publishing comics for Alien and Predator. Um, Why am I not shocked? Well, look at the history above. It's already happened with Star Wars. Right. Okay. Uh, Disney owns own the franchises and they own Marvel. So it makes sense to move move future creative control comics wise to Marvel. Not saying Dark Horse has done a poor job. It's more oh, of Marvel. it's more of keeping them under the Walt Disney Company umbrella. Now, no creative teams have been announced, but they did release some teaser art and to see the Predator on top of the Avengers A holding Stark's Iron Man helmet is awesome. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you, you know there's going to be a Deadpool versus Predator at some point. Oh, please. Oh, please. please. And the Xenomorph you see on the Milano. So, um, now to quote C.B. Sabolsky out of the um, press release, there's nothing more thrilling than a story that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And Alien and Predator have delivered that time and time again. I can clearly remember where I was when I saw each of these modern masterpieces for the first time. Reveling in how both masterfully weave extraterrestrial dread and drama into some of the most iconic scenes we've ever seen on film. And that's the legacy we're going to live up to. Uh, Marvel editor Jake Thomas comes in with the incredible legacies of both franchises offer some of the most compelling and exciting world building in all science fiction. It is a thrill and honor to be able to add that mythology and continuity with all new stories set within those universes. Now, I have seen from other people the question, will we get a Predator versus Avengers or Alien versus Avengers? I think you'll see some one-offs. I think so. Like like you had X-Men and Teen Titans. Right. You had X-Men and Star Trek. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God, that was good. Well. That was fun. That was very much fun. Don't forget, too, you... We also had, uh, what was it, Alien versus Batman? Yes. And we also... Uh, on that, if I remember right. Yeah. And didn't we also uh, no, have no, uh, no. Predator meets the Archies? Yeah. No, Punisher meets the Archies. I know that. There was Green Lantern meets uh, Alien, or Green Lantern versus Alien. That was a good there, one. There was Batman Predator. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I've got that tucked away somewhere. I mean, I I think you're going to see some one-offs just because, well, that's just going to be too fun. Like, you get the Star Jammers or the Guardians of the Galaxy meet up with Xenomorphs. Right. Um, which will be, oh, Lord, I just had a thought. Agent Venom meets Xenomorphs. Oh. <laughs> Agent, I think Venom, that would... Agent Venom meets, oh, Predator meets Craven the Hunter. Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. I still I still like Predator versus Deadpool. That would be a great one as well. But but yes, um, Punisher meets Predator. <laughs> yeah, and they're both going after the same. Uh huh. Yeah. But I love the idea of Predator versus Craven the Hunter. Fantastic Four versus Alien. Could see that. Yeah. Ooh. I know they they tend Ooh, to be a little bit lighter, but you know, just you know. How about X Men, The Brood, and Alien? Ooh, ooh, yeah. You got to figure that's that's a pretty interesting three way there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the how she are oh. meets the aliens. Arcade versus Predator. 
<laughs> I love that. The <laughs> predator is trapped in murder world. <laughs> yeah. Beta Ray Bill meets Alien. My money's on horse face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there are some interesting, as we've just described, sir, there are tons more, yeah. uh, tons more opportunities. Like, you, you, you want to bring Namor into this. Namor meets xenomorphs. Yep. A species uh, of xenomorph that's underwater. Now, here, here's the question. Obviously, we, we're probably going to see some sort of crossover, whether it is Alien versus Predator versus Avengers or Alien versus Predator versus a versus P versus A versus X. Apex. Apex. Yeah. Alien versus Predator versus Avengers versus X Men. There you go. Um, this but, is beginning I, to sound like a WWE event. I'm just saying. It is. Only thing's missing is a ladder match. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be it's gonna be a, a tables, ladders, and chair match inside of a Hell in the Cell. <laughs> On board the Helicarrier. <laughs> so don't fall off. Um. So the possibilities are there, but if it if some of that does work, could we and and they do get pulled into the Marvel universe that way as well? Which it'd be fun for the one-off, non-canical crossover type events. Mm-hmm. But if somehow Marvel did figure out how to make them part of the Marvel comic universe, mm-hmm. would you want to potentially see Alien and Predator? possibly make appearances as well in the MCU. Personally, no. I don't. No. No. I wouldn't I would I wouldn't mind a an occasional crossover in a what if scenario. Yeah. Yeah. But or no. like the offs that we mentioned earlier. Right. I mean there could there could be a whole Marvel Fox what if comic title and it's a what if this Marvel character with this alien or predator character because you imagine peter peter quill and ripley teaming up together to go after a xenomorph with rocket showing up i'll give you one better tony stark giving ripley a new loader suit Ooh, that's good that's good oh and hydra or aim weapons to the colonial marines oh marvel i hope you're listening because these are some great ideas for okay, crossovers. Remember, for what if crossovers? Do you remember the APC from Aliens? Yeah. Yes. Make that sucker fly. Fantastic Four car. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, speaking of flying, apparently there are still two Marvel shows on Hulu that are still in a flight pattern. Um, as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is starting to wrap up. And, oh, my God, this season is phenomenal. Oh, dude, this last episode alone, oh, my God. I have not watched it yet. Oh. But I'm loving how every opening is is very genre-esque. Yeah, I got my 70s cop shit, my 70s action show last week. (laughs) The, the The black and white. Uh, like 60 spy show yes. a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Oh my lord! And then at the end it goes color. Like okay, <laughs> it, it, it's 
this is the type of thing. This and what was it? Season season five with the pods mm-hmm. combine this type of mentality together, and this show could still potentially be on the air longer. It could have been. Um, they were they were off and running great with season five, mm-hmm. and then last season just kind of brought it down. So, but um, so shields wrapping up. Shows like Cloak and Dagger and Runaway Runaways were canceled. Netflix shows are dead and gone, uh, and Hulu shows were decimated before they even had a chance to get started. But apparently Marvel is still working at both MODOK and Hitmonkey. Even though the TV division has since come under the, the purview of Marvel Studios and Kevin Feige, which is great because everything TV, anything non-comics, is now mm-hmm. Marvel Studios, which is probably best where it should be. So I believe all the cartoons that are now appearing on Disney Plus or Disney XD Disney Channel are also going to be under Marvel Studios Watch. Um, there was apparently a minor update from Hulu's latest round of renewals indicating that both shows are still in the pipeline for a future release. According to a new report from Variety, Modoc and Hitmonkey are still moving forward, even though Tiger and Dazzler... And Howard the Duck were both canceled before they had a chance to even do anything. Now, I'm going to pause real, real quick here. We went to all the, uh, where did we go? Five Below and picked up some new shelves so I could add some more Trotskys on the wall mm-hmm. where I have my displays. And yeah. During all that time, well, I have one of those Dorbs from Funko. Yes. I have a Howard the Duck and I have a Riddler. Well, I ended up getting a second Howard the Duck by accident because I thought I didn't have one. Well, I have one right. that's loose, not in package. Well, it's sitting in a box in, in one of these cubicle shelf boxes that we got from Bed Bath & Beyond years ago. He's sitting inside of that by himself. Melissa put him in his own box in front of the computer monitors or behind the computer monitors so I could see him every time I record. <laughs> She's a keeper. <laughs> um, so comicbook.com, which is where the story came up, uh, came from, uh, caught up with Kevin Smith, who was the showrunner for Howard the Duck, who explained that both Modoc and Hitmonkey were well into production by the time the reshuffling led to the cancellation of, of the other two shows. Um, goes, one was deep into production already. Of course, the Modoc one because they were like a CG version, so they were already in production. Then Hitmonkey was next, and I think they had gotten to the animatic stage, so they so so they were further along. Uh, we were just in the script stage, so in a world where they wanted to cut something, we were the easiest one to cut. To be fair, we were a remnant of Marvel Television, which now had been changed and altered and folded into the MCU with Kevin Feige kind of overseeing it. So we were never part of Kevin Feige's plans. So when TV got folded into the MCU, we went away. Hmm. Hit Monkey and Modoc. Yep. Uh, These are the two that are still around. Yes. Of I, I, all the shows to have escaped the axe, Hit it's monkey. these two. Hit Monkey. Hit Monkey. And Hit Monkey. And Modoc. And Modoc. This is 2020 messing with us again. We have made it to level seven of Jumanji. <sighs> No, don't get me and wrong. I'm, like ex- I'm excited to see a Modoc show. I, you know, I could see that. I, I totally could. But with this logic, then why don't we have new warriors on Disney Plus? 
because they originally said the show got canceled because they had no place to put it. Right. Because it was supposed to go on, at the time, ABC Family, which is now Freeform. And we talked about scheduling going, are you kidding me? It's a half-hour show. you got plenty of places to put it. Push your movie of the day back from 8 to 8.30 or show this at 7.30 leading into it. Yeah. The episode, the first season is in the can for New Warriors. That's further along than where Modoc is. Definitely yep. further along than where Hitmonkey is. Where's the New Warriors? Why can that not go to Disney Plus? I mean, they just released on Disney Plus a couple weeks ago the worst film ever. The Fantastic Flop. And I'm surprised the servers haven't crashed because of the virus within it. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't even. I when I when I'm in Disney Plus, I go fast enough that I don't even have to see the little avatar for it. I just can't. Yeah, yeah. So um, now, while it's unfortunate, some of some of the projects in development at Marvel Television. Uh, Smith made it clear there was no ill will harbored toward Feige or the team at Marvel Studios. Uh, his quote, there was nothing hostile about it or anything. They were like, look, in a world where we've got to save money, these shows have already spent enough money, so they're in production, so let's keep it going. This show, we haven't spent anything but scripts, so let's shut it down. Still, still, no, still no news at this point in time of... Uh, when it's going to air. Uh, mm. And I'm looking at the story underneath this going, every TV show canceled in 2020 so far. I did not know Lost in Space got canceled. Two seasons and it's done. I Aww. didn't know it was still going. Actually, it's ending after season three. Okay. Oh, so, okay. I know. Sorry. Uh, tangent there, but it caught me off. Uh, so, yeah, Modoc, Hit Monkey still coming. <sighs> no, Howard the Duck. And, and uh, well, yeah, uh, I, mm. and yet we still didn't get most wanted. I just, I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, we still or damage control or damage control. Hello, two more series that could go straight to Disney Plus should go to Disney well, I, Plus. I'm really upset about Most Wanted because I wanted I, to see Dominic Fortune. I did too. I, you know, the thing is, whenever I see Delroy Lindo, I get a little salty because we didn't get that. I'm, you know? I'm still upset we didn't get damage control because they were saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Hello, where did it go? And and you, we still, I, I I'm still screaming. Why don't we have a Howling Commandos? Like Chronicles of the Howling Commandos. It could be like a 10 episode one shot. Boom. What happened? Yes. What missions did they do after World War II? Animated. I, animated. I'll take animated. I'm just saying. I mean, I don't know. I yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm there with you. I mean, we're getting an animated what if. I mean, surely we could get an animated Howling Commandos. Yes. I don't see why not. Theme song's already written. Just use the Howling Commandos march out of Captain America First Avenger. Uh, um, I mean, look, we're going to we're going to need something because like our last connection to the Howling Commandos is going away 
with the last season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Because there's nothing else. I mean, like, I, I know you're getting Cap. I, I know you're getting Falcon and Winter Soldier. And so there technically there's a connection there, but it's not the same. You know right. what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Ember Go- Gojet? Go- Kaj? Shares was like. Yeah. I, I got no help for you on that one. I know. Sold it. What, does it work if I go? Ember Hodkash. No. Not at all. Okay. Try. Sorry. Uh, but he, he shares what it was like to play Daniel Sousa again, because Daniel Sousa is a major part of this current season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is actually pretty cool. And when the moment you knew they were going back in time to save Hydra, mm-hmm. you had to wonder if he was going to be part of this. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, okay, yes, he is. Now, for those of you playing along at home, spoiler alert. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, it's... <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. Sorry, I, I'm still getting used to my new layout. <laughs> Two screens. Woo! Um, so, at the, you know, last time we saw Agent Sousa was in 2016. Um, with Agent Carter with its final season, a quick two-season jaunt there. Uh, but at the beginning of Season 7 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the team rescues Sousa from his death in 1955. Sousa yeah. needs to pretend to be dead in order to pres- preserve the timeline, so he's now joining the team on their time-traveling adventures. Uh, so they ask Enver uh, what it was like to step back into the role. He goes, it was a blast. When I finished Agent Carter, I pretty much said goodbye to the character. So this came out of nowhere, and it really surprised me. Uh, And this is coming from comicbook.com, by the way. Um, I wasn't involved in any internal Marvel discussions about this happening, so I was the last to find out, and it was a real pleasant surprise. Jed and Marissa have been talking about getting me on S.H.I.E.L.D. for a little while, but it really hadn't materialized. So it did come as a surprise. Um... Because for me, this was just a really pleasant way to get to replay the character that I spent so so much time with. Usually you develop a character and that's it. It doesn't matter how good or, or bad it was, you really never going to get a chance to do it again. Very rarely do you get a chance to revisit a character that you really love to play. Usually it happens in theater, but in this case it was television. So, And you know, he's the only other one that got to smooch Peggy Carter. Uh-huh. That's true. That were a were Okay, at least on screen. Yeah. That's now, true. Now, she did say in Winter Soldier, the tele- the recorded interview, that her eventual husband had been rescued by Steve. So that is the question. Did that, you know, how, how badly did Cap screw up the timeline? We, we asked this question before at the end, you know, after Endgame, but how do we know what we don't know who Peggy wound up with? Nope. Nope. Well, we, we know she wound up with Steve, right? But we don't know about the, um, the guy she wound up marrying supposedly in Winter Soldier. Yep. And there's a lot there's a lot of talk on the internet that maybe it was Sousa. Maybe. Which, you know, I can I can see that. I'm not opposed to that. Right. Hmm. I just I just um it let's let's say just for the sake of argument with the fan theory that those two did wind up together. Well Ain't- is that like a separate timeline now because well, well, we know who who she wound up with at Endgame. Yeah, well, right. 
with the new timeline, if that happened back then and Sousa marched through the door, would Steve or Peggy go, or I blew it, I blew it, I blew it. If he marched through the door, would they have said, Sousa, I told you, I blew it. <laughs> and you're regaling in my blowing that joke. <laughs> it, was, it was almost a perfect dad joke, and I blew it. I'm, I'm, I'm well, trying then again, though. Go ahead, Colin. No, no, you go ahead. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm just trying to. I, I must be missing the punchline. Well, I'm also trying to figure out. Sousa wrote marches to. Ah, oh. John Philip Sousa. Okay. 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 He marches in. You know, Sousa that's is- a Reed Richards right there because it's reaching and stretching. <laughs> but no. It, it, I'm trying to remember what year season two of Peggy Carter was set. Same as season one. No. Yes. It was supposed to be separate. I thought it was a couple of years later. I don't know yeah. why. I thought same year. I thought it was too. Same year. Hang on. Well, let's let's find this. Let's find this. Agent Carter season two. First season takes place in 1946. Right. Uh. Second season, uh, I'm not finding it, in 47. Okay. But I want to say okay. season one ends. Okay. All right. Going into 47. But if he's supposed to die in the mid-50s. 55, yeah. It doesn't, well, it doesn't really matter. No. Because that's still plenty of time for, all right, me personally, I think I was always hoping that her and Dum Dum would hook up. Yep. Right. So for all we know, you know what? That's my headcanon. That's my official headcanon. After well, Sousa died, she hooked yeah. up with Dum Dum. I mean, she said that, I mean, like you said, Winter Soldier, she said that Steve saved her husband's life. Yeah. So I almost think that it had to have been a, a, a howling panda. Yeah. I would think. It was either is either Dum Dum or Fallsworth. Yeah, yeah. Because I can see her doing that. So, well, moving along. Oh, fine. Wreck um, my ship, don't you? <laughs> no, he was last week. <laughs> oh my god. Neil Harris was last week. Great interview though with Neil. Neil Ross, dude. Or Neil Ross. Sorry. Not Neil Harris. Someone else. Yeah. It's the it's the second monitor that's throwing me off. House yeah. Apparently. Um. So, filming, apparently, according to Deadline, uh, according to this article from comicbook.com, uh, filming is hopefully resuming for Shang-Chi and the Legend of Ten Ring of the Ten Rings in Australia by the end of July. Yeah. That would be fun. So, uh, all of this is contingent on no more setbacks or shutdowns because of the virus that shall remain nameless. Because they're still trying to aim for a May 7th, 2021 release date, which was the new release date uh, since it was pushed back from the original date in February. Uh, The report notes that the cast and crew who return to Australia will have to quarantine upon arrival as per the nation's policy. Uh, Production originally shut down in February with director Destin Daniel Creighton, or Creighton, isolating himself in and got tested uh, as well. He goes, as many of you know, Destin, our director, has a newborn baby. Um, He wanted to exercise additional caution given the current environment and decided to get tested for COVID today. He is currently self-isolating under the recommendation of his doctor. Um, While he waits for the results of the test, we are suspending first unit production in an abundance of caution until he gets the results this coming week. Second and off production will continue as normal. We will reach out to everyone by Tuesday for the latest update. 
Uh, this is an unprecedented time. We appreciate everyone's understanding as we work through this. So apparently this was back in February. Um, this will be the second film to resume production across the globe after Avatar 2 restarted filming in New Zealand last month. I thought they already filmed Avatar 2. Um, they said they had filmed it too. Maybe they had a lot of pickups. James Cameron, you got some explaining to do. Well, you know, he never explains anything. No. No. And if he did, it would be a very titanic effort. There might be some true lies there. Better than some aliens. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, Shang-Chi, hopefully able to start up at the end of this month. Well, here's hoping. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm skipping a couple stories. So I want to hit this one from the Pop Insider uh, before we get into our picks of the week and our new picks. Uh, Pop Insider has a story, even though this comes out in May, but it came out back in May. I don't remember us talking about this at all. Plus, I don't think we did. If it's the story I think you're talking about. Plus, we we have been pretty busy with with some guests as well. Right. Yes. So, um, I mean, we, we had a pretty good June. Um, you two can now build Avengers Tower and more with Marvel Lego sets. Uh, this story, like I said, comes from Pop Insider from Madeline Buckley, who we have not had on this show yet, but um, we probably need to get her on to talk about some of the new Marvel mer- toys and collectibles that have come out here recently. Probably would not be a bad idea. Uh, so get your people on that. I'll work on it tomorrow. Well, actually, they're off tomorrow, being July 3rd. They're taking the day off, but I'll work on it next week. Um, Five new Avenger Lego sets have hit Target last month. Um, The highlight of the new releases is now we've seen the Star Wars helmet collection with Boba Fett, um, Stormtrooper, and uh, Rebel Pilot, right? Right. Yeah. Those are the three. Well, Mm -hmm. add to that from Marvel, Iron Man's helmet. Oh, I was wondering when that one would come out. This one doesn't look half bad. Okay. Personally, I don't I don't think it looks that bad. I think there's room where it could have been slightly better. But since you already have the helmet for this, change the color pieces and you got War Machine or you could do Iron Patriot as well. Right. Or make alter alterations to the mask, to the front piece and you had the different helmets from the different mark uh from different marks. Yeah. Um if we're going to do this, you've done it with the X-Wing pilot helmet. How about Cap's helmet with the goggles already in place? There you yeah. go. Yeah. I could I could see that. I mean, there's other options, but you know, they're starting off with uh Iron Man. Um and it's designed to be built and displayed because it includes the base plate. Uh the set runs about 60 bucks. Which isn't bad. Okay. No, no it's not bad. Uh the next one is for the younger builders and it's called Marvel Avengers Wrath of Loki, and it includes Loki, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk, and Captain Marvel minifigs. It, too, runs about 60 bucks. I have to look. I need to find a picture of this one. Wrath of Loki. Oh, okay. Wrath of Loki, huh? This this almost is like a mini Avengers Tower. Okay. And it's one of the uh, four-plus sets, which means a lot of the pieces, some of the more complex pieces, are already put together mm-hmm. to make it easier for younger hands. That's understandable. Well, which yeah. is cool. But, you know, some of those pieces are great to have for, for a mock as 
well. So yes. Um, and for those of you who don't know what he means by a mock, uh, mock stands for my own creation. Yes. And it's basically it's it's a build that a Lego builder makes that's not by the instructions. It's basically from from his or her own imagination. Yes. Or inspired by other, yeah, maybe similar to other uh, kits. Which yeah. I, I'm working on one uh, based on the original uh, Blacktron Interceptor. There you go. And then uh, I'm also going to work on one that's similar to the Lego City Space uh, Satellite Maintenance Kit. Which is the little starship. Yes. Okay. So uh, next up, Marvel Avengers Helicarrier. This one's a little different than the Helicarrier we the big beast. Um <laughs> Fans can build an entire Helicarrier and prepare the heroes for battle against MODOK in this 1,244-piece set. It includes seven minifigs, Iron Man, Thor, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, War Machine, Nick Fury, and an AIM agent. There's also a larger MODOK figure and plenty of accessories for the team to use in battle. I would not mind getting the MODOK figure. No. Uh, now, you say you have you have been playing Lego Marvel superheroes, right? Yes. The first one. Yes. There is a MODOK figure. MODOK does appear in this game. I haven't gotten there yet. Hey, spoiler alert. MODOK figure's in that game. <laughs> spoiler alert. So. Spoiler alert. You have to fight him. Oh, cool. Very cool. Uh, uh, next one. Marvel Avengers Iron Man Hulkbuster versus AIM Agent. You know, this I like the original Hulkbuster Lego set better than this one. They flatten the head. Ah. Uh, but it comes with Iron Man Rescue, but she's in the wrong color. It's red. With, they have it red with silver. It should be purple. Um, and also comes with two uh, AIM Agents. So it makes you wonder if AIM's going to be coming up or coming back yeah, here in the future. Well, yeah, that's possible. Uh, Marvel's Avengers Tower. Oh, the uh, Hulkbuster is 40 bucks. Okay. Okay. That's not bad. Um, Marvel Avengers Avengers Tower Battle. It's $90. Comes with Iron Man, Black Widow, Blazer, Taser, Red Skull, and two AIM agents. Hmm. Okay, now this is where I call shenanigans. Red Skull commanding AIM agents. Yeah. Yeah, no. I will say this, though. The flying motorcycle. That's cool. That, that's shown on the cover that, that Blackwood is riding. That does look pretty awesome. I'm just not familiar with Blazer and Taser. I'll just have no? to research them later. No. Taser. No. What? Oh. No. What? The one that I'm seeing, this can't be it. The Outlaw Kid. Is a is a, a Western character that right. showed up in Outlaw no. Kid Volume Two, Number Ten, June nineteen seventy two. That can't be right. No. Blazer and Taser. All right. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not seeing a character just from a a quick Google search. I don't see any references outside of this Lego set. Yeah, there's Taser face. It's metaphorical. Blazer and Taser, I mean. It sounds like something that may have been. Are those Iron Man armors? Yeah, it's Iron Man armors. I don't know. I don't know, unless they they were like background suits in Iron Man 3 somewhere. Oh, uh, 
I don't know either. Marvel Wiki has no backstory on them. Just it's a Marvel minifig released in 2020. Anyway. You know what? I volunteer to play Blazer or Taser in the MCU. What can they do? Tell me I don't fit in the backstory? It's true. This is true. I will do my own stunts. (laughs) So, uh, at this point in time, we've got our picks of the week. So, That is something we haven't had in a while. Yeah. Folks have been back for for a little bit, but let's uh, go ahead and hit back into them. Okay, well, um, let's just start right off with Ghost Rider number seven by Ed Brisson, Juan Frigieri, and Aaron Cooter. Vengeance versus corruption. Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch already want to war against each other as spirits of vengeance, but now that Danny is possessed by the spirit of corruption, the real fireworks are ready to begin. Okay. Kylan, you're up. Uh, my first pick is Marvel's Spider-Man poster book, Trey Paperback. Um, and this is just published by Marvel Comics. Uh, make your home look amazing with this instant collection of spectacular Spider-Man artwork with from the sensational Smash Hit video game. Uh, featuring a gallery of behind-the-scenes illustrations and other stunning masterpieces from the world of Marvel's Spider-Man. They all show off Spidey and, of course, his instantly iconic advanced suit, which had to grow on me, but now I love it, in full glory as he swings through New York and takes on fearsome foes like the Kingpin, Mr. Negative, Dr. Octopus, and the Sinister Six. Action shots, battle scenes, and more are presented in a glorious format, perfect for sticking to your walls all ages. Okay. Um, my first pick is Star Wars Legends Epic Collection Legacy Trade Paperback Volume 3. In the far future of Star Wars, nothing is what it seems. Cade Skywalker and his crew are back to their old pirating ways as they find themselves stranded on Tatooine with a trio of Black Sun assassins on their trail. Elsewhere, Imperial Deep Cover Agent Morrigan Cordy has plans of her own. She'll stop at nothing to find Cade, but the ghost of Luke Skywalker must find him first. Meanwhile, Darth Crate, with Darth Crate missing, the evil Sith Darth Wildlark has proclaimed himself the new emperor of the galaxy. But the other Sith have their own ideas, and when the overthrown empire in exile prepares to take back control of the galaxy with its own force users, will the Jedi join them to defeat a common enemy? Collecting Star Wars Legacy... Uh, from 2006, 37 through 40, and 42 through 50, and Star Wars Legacy War 1 through 6. So, second picks. Second picks. Uh, my second pick is number two. It is Strange Academy by Scotty Young and Umberto Ramos. Go to class with the students of Strange Academy. Your class schedule, 8.15 to 9.15, History of Magical Objects with the Ancient One. 9.25 to 10.25, Elements of Chaos Magic with Scarlet Witch. 10.35 to 11.35, Jim with Coach Taylor. 11.40 to 12.10, Lunch Cooked by the Mindful One. 12.20 to one twenty, Introduction to the Undead with Brother Voodoo. 1.30 to 2.30, Inferno 101 with Magic. 2.40 to 3.20, Pending Survival, Study Hall. And 3.30 to 4.30, Magical Plants and the Care Thereof with Professor Man-Thing. 
Okay. Any any title that can work in a man thing cameo. And now I've got this mental image of man thing shuffling up with a tie and a collared shirt and yeah. <laughs> and don't and don't think that ain't funny. <laughs> I'm just trying to try and figure out where would he find a shirt in his size. Look, if Kingpin can dress nicely, good point. Good point. Good point. <laughs> just saying. Yep. So, Kylan, you're up. All right. My number two pick is Marvel Monograph Trade Paperback Art of Frank Cho. Uh, the multiple art uh, award-winning writer and illustrator Frank Cho has proven himself to be one of the most popular artists working in comics today. His striking, energetic style and mastery of clean lines has brought Mighty Avengers, Savage Wolverine, Shanna, the She-Devil, the Totally Awesome Hulk, Ultimate Comics, New Ultimates, and many more teams and characters to life for Marvel. The Marvel Marvel monograph series captures the magic of Franco's over from every angle in an artist's study that will be a keepsake for your art book collection. Okay. Uh, I guess that leaves it to me. Just might. Just might. Um, my second pick is God Love X-Men God Loves Man Kills Extended Cut, number one. It's one of two. Um, the Uncanny X-Men, Mag- Magneto, Master of Magnetism, the bitterness, the bitterest of enemies for years, but now they must join forces against a new adversary who threatens not only mutant kind, but all humanity beside it. In the name of God, the members of the Striker Crusade are poised to cleanse the earth no matter how much blood stains their hands. Chris Claremont and Brent Anderson's influential X-Men story is re-represented with all new pages from the legendary creators themselves. So we're on to number three. Number three. And three shall the third number be reached. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, I can I can rarely go a full issue without some Money Python reference, so there it was. I have Doctor Strange f- number five. Three's up. Five. <laughs> by Mark Wade, Kev Walker, and Phil Noto. Hey, we know him. The Sorcerer Supreme robbed. Someone is stealing magical artifacts from Doctor Strange. With the help of Doctor Druid, Strange must go undercover to discover a magical black market arms dealing ring. But is Strange walking into battle with an ally or another enemy at his back? Okay. Highland, you're up. Marauders by Jerry Duggan, Trade Paperback, Volume 1. Uh, and it just says it's brought to us by Marvel Comics. Uh, ahoy, muties. The X-Men sail at dawn. Mutant kind has begun a glorious new era on Krakoa. But some nations' human authorities are preventing mutants from escaping to this new homeland. Which is where Captain Katie Pride and her high seas allies come in. Funded by Emma Frost and the Hellfire Trading Company, Kate and her crew of Storm, Pyro, Bishop, and Iceman sell the Seven Seas to liberate their fellow mutants as the Marauders. But the real cutthroats are back home in the Hellfire Club's inner circle, where Sebastian Shaw has recruited a new black bishop to aid in his machinations against the club's two queens. As tensions rise, 
Cake's crew finds itself caught in the dead center of the Battle of Madripoor. Can the Marauders avoid being made to walk the plank? This is collecting Marauders numbers one through six. Okay. Uh, my final pick is Empire Fantastic Four number zero. The last of the Kree Skull Warriors, a pivotal issue, not just for Empire, but for the future of the F. In the midst, in the midst, or in the most unlikely of places, woo! Uh, the Fantastic Four witnessed the final conflict of the Kree Skull War, and the fate of those of these final warriors will mark a stunning change to the lives of Marvel's first family for years to come. All this in the introduction of a long-hidden elder of the universe, the Profiteer. Witness the first appearance of this new major player in the cosmos. So, let's move on to our uh, Marvel Unlimited picks. There you go. So, uh, Eric, why don't you start us off? Okay. Uh, Well, my pick of the week is uh, one that I thoroughly enjoyed when, uh, when it came out. It is Death's Head 2, Volume 1, Number 1, The Wild Hunt, Mergers and Acquisitions. Now, this was uh, one number one of a four-issue limited series before Death's Head, the new Death's Head, got his own series. Uh, it's written by Dan Abnett, penciled by Liam Sharp, inked by Andy Manning and Bambos Gorgeau, and... Uh, Let's see. What does it say? Because my thing doesn't say it, but uh, it says after Death's Head 2 absorbs 104 subjects, subject 105, a.k.a. the original Death's Head, comes a calling. Okay. Tyler. All right. So my unlimited pick uh, features the first appearance of X-Force. That's New Mutants number 100. Uh, this is from the first series uh, that started back in 1983. Uh, the published date on this was April 1st, 1991. Writer is Rob Leefield and Fabian Nicieza. 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 Thank you. You're welcome. And, and the penciler is Rob Leefield. And you could tell by all the patches. Uh, just saying. Um, uh, when the Nubians hear the strange noises emanating from the danger room, they investigate. Who is the mysterious warrior destroying all their equipment? Plus, the face of strife revealed. I have that one. Mm-hmm. I do, too. I don't. Not yet. Well, that's okay. You're... We took and one I think, the team. Because I think the next issue, it changed to X-Force number one. Yes, they did. Yeah. They did. Well, my MU pick is Fantastic Four number 209. And I picked this because uh, when my daughter and I were out picking up, when Zoe and I were out at Walgreens to pick up uh, some medication, there was a Marvel Legends Invisible Woman invisible woman with Herbie. I was like, this is so cool. So I have gone with Fantastic Four 209, which introduces Herbie the robot. Uh, just some notes here about it. Uh, Herbie 
is based off the same character from the 1978 Fantastic Four cartoon. Uh, the cartoon is referenced here as well by The Thing, as apparently it still exists in the 616. Uh, the Fantastic Four have had a long history of licensing out their likenesses for the sake of entertainment, as first seen in Fantastic Four number 10 when they licensed their own adventures to Marvel Comics for publication. How meta. <laughs> <laughs> Incidentally, the Fantastic Four referenced here, cartoon referenced here, exists in its own universe of Earth 78909. The designation was assigned in Marvel Handbook, or the official handbook of the Marvel Universe, A through Z, number three. Unknown to all here, Herbie is secretly possessed by the mind of Dr. Sun, who disappeared in the issue previous. Uh, this doesn't get revealed until Fantastic Four number tw- uh, 217. Uh, when Reed suggests that they go searching for Galactus, the thing points out how Galactus seemingly perished after eating the planet Pop Pup and Fantastic Four 175. Galactus, however, has survived as revealed in the next issue. This is the last appearance of Emperor Doric the the seventh in this story and replaced by his wife, Arkel. Here are some facts about Scroll's hierarchy at this time. Dork the seventh is survived by his daughter, Anil, and his grandson, Dork the eighth, who is the son of Anil and Captain Marvel. Both were chronologically seen in Young Avengers number 10. When Anil hid her hybrid Kree Scroll son on Earth, Arkel gains the throne of the Empire. She remains Empress of the Skrulls until Skrull, until the Skrull homeworld is destroyed by Galactus in episode 257. Uh, the alien race the Fantastic Four discovered in this issue are identified as Sligs in uh, Official Handbook of the Marvel Universe, Volume 2, Number 15. So, that would be that. This was written by Marv Wolfman. Uh, penciler was John Byrne. Anchor, Joe's Sinat. Um... Editor was Mar Wolfman, Jim Shooter, and editor-in-chief at the time was Jim Shooter. So, been a while since we've done a, a kind of regular episode. I know. Issue. Issue. Sorry. Uh, any final thoughts? It feels good to have a little bit of normal again. Yeah, it does. Well, we do have guests coming up in the next two weeks, but I'm going to keep it a surprise. <laughs> so, um, on that note, since there's no other final thoughts, uh, Thursday, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope, just time to go dark. Batman is playing Galaga. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did.